Guys, thank you for tuning in. This is the first ever 10 Minutes of Shop interview. We're so lucky and uh, blessed to have on the CEO of P.F. Chang, Sean McCorkle. Anything else I'd say would not give it its due. So um, if you want to support the podcast, join the Patreon, subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, And we also, we want to do more guests like we're doing today. So if you have any ideas, join the Discord and let us know for, you know, other people that you want us to try and get on. Uh, But this was amazing. I I mean, you you really got to check it out. Sean McCorkle, thank you. Uh, hope you enjoy. Stop for my favorite time of the week. When you get to hear Papa try to speak. Will he surprise us today? You better act Watch 10 minutes of shop. I don't know how much you know about the show. Have you ever watched the 10 minutes of shop thing that we do? I watched about 10 to actually 10 minutes of it, literally, just oh, to nice. see what you do and uh, <laughs> check your views. Because I get people sometimes that want me to do a podcast that have seven views and six of them were watching it themselves, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually no. have a buddy from high school who sells a program to drive traffic to your YouTube videos. And his YouTube videos have 12 to 14 views each. And I'm like, dude, that's, that's what you're doing for a living. Teaching people how to get 14 views on a YouTube video. Like, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, we just looked into it. We did like one episode where we watched the gringo poppy and then it got so many views. And then we created the 10 minutes thing off that and people just love it. So. Yeah, there's a lot of people that don't like him. All you got to do is put a shop review of any kind up. They've been begging me to do one, but I felt like I'd be the 50th person at this point to pile on. So I guess, uh, yeah, maybe, but I think you should do it. I'd watch it. I mean, we would, yeah, we've been watching you know. a little bit of your stuff and <laughs> I mean, yeah. So yeah, with, with uh shop, I had a question for you. The first question I had was, so he is always eating stuff while he talks to people. He always has something in his mouth. Do you think yeah. that that's like um, a disrespect thing or is that CTE or what is that? What do you think that is? I think he, he gets CTE, gets too much credit for Shaw. He was an idiot ever since I met him in 2010. Like he's been an idiot. Um, I think he just has no, I mean, the guy thought giraffe was spelled duraf for 34 <laughs> years. He just has no, uh, no, no self-awareness at all. He's probably one of the least self-aware people I've ever seen in my life. Well, he actually doesn't know that you shouldn't stick your tongue out as you're eating every before every bite and that you shouldn't talk with your, with your mouth full of food falling out. Like he doesn't understand, like just standard human behavior. He doesn't get it. So. so when you knew him back before all the controversy and all that, was he known as somebody who would misspell things or say words wrong and all that? Was that like that's always been Shab? No, if you look back at some of the videos, you can see that he was that guy, but I don't think anybody, I think it took the homeless cats to, to figure that one out. I would notice it was so funny when I found the whole, uh, the whole Reddit page. I, it's kind of one of the things where you think you're alone, like, you know, like where you're like, you think you're the only guy who's pretty sure Bill Cosby's a, you know, or something like that. Like, uh, like I always, uh, I always thought, man, like Shab, he sure does say a lot of stuff like wrong. I noticed like the, he would say like mountains of Rushmore or like things that didn't make any sense. And then I, I, the more I would see of him, I would think like, God, man, why did Rogan unleash this curse on the world, you know, by giving him a platform, you know? And, um, I would, uh, he was always, yeah, he's just always annoying. And then when I started reading the stuff on the Reddit page, I was like, I really like I found my home. Like it was like, I can't believe these people. <laughs> They're all saying the exact things I've always felt. Like, I can't believe these people have noticed this too, you know? Like, I, and then that many people had noticed it, not just me, you know, with no more famous than he is. So, yeah, that's kind of like what we had. I mean, I assumed he was bad at stand up because everyone hated on him. 
But I didn't, I wasn't uh, like one of those people who's like, oh, am I the only people that think this? Because I had the opposite. I went on Reddit and I saw like 100,000 people think the same thing that we do <laughs> right. after right. watching the Gringo Poppy. What was your uh, what was your favorite bit from the Gringo Poppy, would you say? Oh, God, dude, man. I don't even know. It's hard. I actually, despite, I guess, my persona, I actually have like a soft heart. I'm empathetic toward people. So yeah. I find myself feeling sorry for him when I watch it. <laughs> like, like I get, it's like uh, we had a kid when I was in high school. They one year I played basketball in high school and college and stuff. So we had this uh, this dunk contest, but they lowered the goal to nine feet because I was one of the only guys that could dunk. And what kind of dunk contest is going to be good with one <laughs> right, guy right. dunking, right? Yeah. So they lowered to nine feet, and this kid that isn't even on the basketball team signs up for it, and uh, he can't reach the rim, but he still attempts his dunks like every time. And he's not like he's not or anything, or it's like we were. <laughs> And I was like, everybody's laughing because he'll toss the ball up and do like a 360 and then not even get it six inches within the rim or whatever. And he just kept trying like he did all six rounds. Mm. And uh, I found I like I was I don't know. It's really terrible. when My brother brings it up at class reunions, too. Like he'll still bring it up to the kid when he sees him. But hey, remember when you in the dunk contest, like but uh, that's that's kind of how I felt with Shab, you know, or whatever. Like I want to. I want to hate him because he's always ran his mouth about me before I ever said a word about him. He always had something to say about me and I never mm -hmm. said anything back. Uh, like even I can tell you guys, if you want at some point, the first time we ever met each other, he almost got his ass kicked or at least punched <laughs> in the face. Uh, please, I think he please, yeah, please, please tell us. But um, Yeah. The first time I got um, flown out to, they were going to do this show. Spike TV had bought this pilot and it was going to be a, uh, they were just copying Tosh.0, except they were going to do a fighter and a comedian and have them comment on videos. Other than that, it was just Tosh.0 with fight videos. Right. So they send me the videos and they send me the script they want me to read with the jokes. And I was like, on the way out, I'm reading it because I only had like a day or two's notice. I had known the guy that uh, wanted me to audition from it for from the Strike Force days. Uh, he's Jeremy Lappin used to run a lot of Strike Force. I think I think it was Strike Force or Affliction. Um, I had met him at a couple of events and uh, he knew I was kind of funny. So he uh, wanted me to come out and audition for it. So I'm reading the jokes on the way out. And I'm like, I don't even want to be on camera saying these because I wouldn't want someone to think I came up with this because this isn't funny. Like the stuff they wrote isn't funny, you know, mm. I mean, at all, like not at all. So I'm watching the other thing. You had like four or five fight videos. So I write my own jokes. I want to do if I'm going to do it. I want to do it. You know, I want to be on camera saying what I think is funny. Sure. And um, I come out there for the audition and I'm in the middle of doing uh my jokes and they're cracking up. because they're like, wait, that's not in the script. I'm like, well, I wrote my own. If I could do them, I'd appreciate it. And, you know, um, so they're like laughing. I'm with another comedian, a guy who that's a whole nother long story. I was trashing Larry, the cable guy for 20 minutes. And after I trash him for 20 minutes, he goes, he's my best friend. I actually uh, live with him. And I was like, awesome. But, um, so I'm in the middle of my audition. All I hear, all of a sudden I hear a door slam, like open. And I hear like somebody going like, Oh, good douche. Like real loud, like coming in. And I was like, Oh God, like it threw me off. And I look up and it's, um, Shab and Callan walking in and dude, you would think that they were Tim Jong-un walking before the, the citizens of North Korea, the way they walked in, how uh -huh. cocky they both were walking in, looking around like everybody is going to applaud for them or something. You know, there's only like 10 people there. Yeah. And uh, the guy, the director guy's like, guys, can you keep it quiet? You know, and they can't believe it. Like they're like, Oh, and then uh Shab's like, Oh, did I, did I mess something up? <laughs> like laughing, you know, like just being an idiot. <laughs> And so I'm sitting there uh, just like, and I hear him, I tell one of my jokes and they start laughing. I hear him say, oh, this guy, like he realizes it's me, you know? And that's yeah. the first time we'd ever met. And so I stopped in the middle of the audition. I look up and said, you got something to say? Like in the middle of the audition to him. 
And he was like looking around. I said, I'm talking to you. Like, yeah, like, hey, like, he, like maybe there was someone behind him I was, you know, talking to. And I said, if you got something to say, say it. And he was like, uh, he just started looking at his Gucci boots, you know, just looking down, didn't know what to say or whatever. I said, yeah, that's what I thought. So then my audition was kind of ruined because I wasn't in a good mood anymore. You know, like it was, I kept thinking I wanted to smack Shaw. Plus, Adam Carolla had made me and Stefan Bonner take boxing lessons from him right before the thing started. It was very awkward. Like it was at Adam Carolla Studios and he brought out mitts and gloves and wanted us to like, hit mitts with him and I was like I, I, I don't want to do that man I'm good you know yeah. whatever like I'm in nice clothes I'm gonna get all sweaty and yeah, stuff yeah. and Bonner, Bonner gets talked into it and it was like funniest thing ever because he, here he is telling Bonner you know a well-trained fighter what he's doing wrong Adam Carolla is so um, <laughs> you know I don't know how that worked out so but yeah so Shaw but um, Callan comes and then he reads with me and then Callan starts like cracking up saying like like I just start saying about how big I am like man look at the size of your hands I'd love to be your size I bully everybody and I can tell like Shab's getting jealous like his girlfriend is talking to <laughs> the guy and at some point I said one of my jokes and Callum was like man you're really funny like that and Shab is just pure hatred all over his face like he walks <laughs> through the side of the studio you know you can't believe it and uh, so we finish and I get up and I'm just staring at him the whole time he's doing his thing and it's terrible like because he's you know nervous or whatever trying to do it because he thinks I'm going to beat him up and um, <laughs> it was uh, so they asked me afterward instead of hosting the show would I rather just write the jokes they said they could pay me it was like $4,000 an episode I said absolutely you know like I'll write all your guys jokes I'd rather do that than fly to LA anyway I don't really like it out there um and so um I guess the whole thing once they saw they picked Shab and Callan to do it and I guess the whole thing never got picked up then after they saw their audition or whatever with their jokes they they dropped the whole thing but it things like that would happen I would hear like hey did you hear that Shab was talking shit about you on Rogan's podcast and I'm like what no and somebody would send me a clip of Shab on there uh, like Rogan was saying how funny I was and uh Shab's like yes he is he still alive I heard he died like or something like that like trying to just <laughs> oh my god yeah it was the same thing when was Rogan said I was funny you could see it was like Shab like someone's dad was telling their kid that they love another kid more than them you know or whatever you yeah. was like oh, oh, Shab was saying that about you I yeah I misunderstood that yeah so he's saying is he still Shab's probably seeing like every time these people say that he's seeing you instead of him there, like you as the fighter, you <laughs> right. Rogan, and he's like, oh. and of course you don't like LA cause LA is North Korea with a beach. Yeah. Right. Right. Would God, you- I hate it. It's the phoniest. I can't stand out there. I've been out there a hundred times. All times I had to be there for something. Nothing ever anything I wanted to go, but I can't, everybody out there is so fake, man. The whole, that whole setup is crazy out there. So yeah. You, it's hard to be authentic out here, but what were you about to say, Jar? So you mentioned that you uh, kind of feel bad for Shaw watching the gringo poppy. Like the more I, I find myself watching the gringo poppy, I have some like reverence for it. And it actually is like a good special to me only because of how ridiculous it is. Do you right. see like the cult classic <laughs> following of it? And do you fall in line with that? Uh, a little bit. I'd like to, it's kind of like uh, one of my favorite movies of all time is uh, Harley Davidson, the Marlboro man, because it's so bad. Like it's awesome. Like it's written <laughs> yeah. so terribly. And so, like it, it's like, uh, I'm bad with Roadhouse too. Like I, I watch Roadhouse every single time it's on. And a lot of people are probably like that and just crack up. Saturday night fever is the most unintentionally funny movie that was ever made. If you guys haven't seen Saturday night fever, oh, watch yeah, that. Yeah. Sometime. It is meant to be serious, but it's the funniest. Like it's the funniest thing ever. Uh, so yeah, he can be, I mean, he can be unintentionally funny, but not funny just laughing at him, not with him, you know, like yeah. his, uh, and the fact that he thinks, I always told people I don't dislike Shaw because they're like, oh, you're just jealous. I'm like, dude, 
Cain Velasquez would beat me in a fight easily. Luke Rockhold is better looking than me and richer than me. I can name a hundred fighters more <laughs> successful than me. Why am I only jealous of Shaw? Like if I'm jealous of somebody, why is it only him? Yeah, uh, right, right. That makes I sense. I don't like Shaw because he thinks he's Richard Pryor. Like he really thinks he's the second coming of Dave Chappelle or Richard Pryor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's impossible thinks, to be jealous of Shaw at this point. He's such he's so embarrassing. Like he's failed like right. Hawani said, he's had a fighting go, how did the podcast go? He's failed at everything. And I don't even mean that in a mean way. I feel kind of right. like you. I'm empathetic to it. Yep. He's just so bad at everything. But every time, it's funny, every time you feel start to feel bad for him, then the whole, like, walk me to my truck thing came out. You know, like, I was so bad for him. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, he's cheating on his wife. Like, I knew he was doing that. I had been told by a close friend of his. He doesn't even know. Like, people that know him very well will send me stuff like, hey, Shab's doing this now, like, laughing, you know? Because I know a lot of those guys out there, like, dude, you're not going to believe what Shab said today. Uh, but they were like, hey, Shab's looking for a counselor. He's trying to beat an addiction to um, the jack-off um, Asian Digits in the butt. Yeah. That's why he prefers that. Ninety <laughs> percent what he says is true, and then he realizes, like when he was like, "Oh, there's some guys out there." Uh, what do you say um, about Rogan? He said he was slinging dick, you know, or yeah. whatever. So yeah, yeah. Rogan, and the night after, you see his face like, "Uh, like I should have said that." But yeah, every now and then he tells on himself because he's too stupid not to, you know. So he'll be like, uh, "Yeah, I got jacked off at a at a massage parlor once." I uh, just kidding, guys. Like after he said, it, you know, like he just uh, saved it. Rogan, he's like, "Yeah, I mean, I would, I would." I would Brad Pitt, right uh, guys or no? No, I'm just kidding. You know, like he doesn't know like uh, how to get himself out of it. But yeah, he just every time you every time you start to feel bad for him. After the whole Grigo Poppy thing came out, when I saw like mainstream people, just even Stevo was trashing. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, Grigo Poppy. Like when I started seeing everybody making fun of him. I thought I'm not going to pile on anymore. I feel bad. And then he just does something else like that much more ridiculous. Like he's going to sue everybody yeah. over the walk of my truck thing, you know, or whatever. Like he's just always got, he just tops himself over and over again, man. <laughs> what do you think about, there's this new thing where he keeps returning dogs. Like he gets, have you heard about that? <laughs> <laughs> I knew of, I knew of the one dog he got, he was real proud of. And then you just never heard of it again. Like he never brought it up again. Uh, he reminds me of a friend. I know I've got, I've got a guy I used to, I grew up with and He's the most fake successful person ever. He'll take a picture next to someone's Rolls Royce mm. and put it on Facebook and like, just got it today. Been dreaming of it my whole life. And, and a bunch of idiots <laughs> that don't really know him will be like, dude, that's awesome. That's amazing. Do you know? Yeah. And they all, they're all his nuts or whatever. And then he'll just, he'll like a week later, he'll just quietly delete it and never bring it up again. Never right. take another picture of the car, never anything. And then he'll take a picture in front of the house and be like, just close today, you know? And like, uh, <laughs> but I always call him out on Facebook. I'm like, dude, how did you buy another car? What happened to your Rolls Royce? And I'll post like, I'll screenshot shot of stuff and post that didn't you do this and then he'll delete the whole post real quick you know yeah. and not respond to it but um yeah that's um god that's a lot of what it reminds me of you know like he just uh i don't he's too good to be true man that yeah. dude is too i gotta shout out royals royce there because since you said rolls royce that shot <laughs> right. says royals royce there <laughs> um it, with, like shot was getting dogs that were unsafe for his kids too like is it a is it called connie corso uh, cane corso yeah. cane corso yeah. yeah however you pronounce yeah. it I mean, would you, you have kids, right? Uh, I do, but they're grown. Yeah. yeah my kids grown. are 24, would 21. You, <laughs> you, would you get a Cane Corso and have them around when they were younger? Is that something that uh, you no, could do? I've got, actually got uh, American Bullies or Pit Bulls, but I would not, even now, I don't let my kids around them unless I'm there. Like, hey, my kids are grown. Like, I don't let anybody around them. Uh, the Cane Corsos are just bigger Pit Bulls is all they are. That's what they, that's a dangerous oh, dog. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like, a, they, they're, um, I think, a Argentinian dog or something like that, yeah. um, or a South American, but it's just a bigger version of a yeah, Pit yeah. Bull. Is what okay. it is. So those are dangerous dogs, but yeah, he, uh, 
he's he doesn't shock me that he's the kind of guy like I have American bullies because I've always had pit bulls growing up, but I don't uh, like I don't I'm not into dog fighting. I don't I never was. I don't care about that. I don't need a I like I don't need a fancy car. Uh, I don't need a dog to make me seem tougher. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but Definitely, he doesn't surprise yeah. me. That's exactly the kind of dog he would try to get. You That's know, the stuff whatever. that me and Gerardo need to seem tougher. It's like <laughs> a big dog yeah. and all that. Did I feel stupid asking you about this because you are the CEO of PF Chang's, but do you know about the Chom base thing or do you have a take on that? Do you, do you uh, that? I hadn't heard it. No, so, I, uh, I've actually, um, I uh, recently, I uh, flipped my uh, car on Christmas Eve. Oh, uh, like almost got hit by head on by guy. I have had a heck. I went to Germany and had like a failed back procedure. Oh. I've had a hell of a three or four weeks, man. Like I have had like, so I'm kind of out of the loop on everything shop okay. uh, or whatever, just because of all the stuff that's happened. But no, I would love to not to put the spotlight on me and my problems, oh. but uh, no, I would love to hear about whatever it is. Cause yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I, well, first of all, I'm glad. Well, glad you it didn't turn out awful for you. And sorry to hear right. about the failed so thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, ch- the my terrible way of saying, oh, glad you're okay. But um, <laughs> the Chambi's thing is, Shab got a tattoo on. I don't know if it's his arms or legs, but it's like his kids as zombies, so they look like they're dead. Surely and, not. <laughs> so the, the people have been calling it Chambi's. And I'm just like, what? What is that? Is I don't it know for if you sure can... true? Because that sounds like I mean, even though it sounds like something Shab would do that. Oh yeah, no, there's it's video sure of it. True. He's like proud. He's at this tattoo shop. It's another thing, like you were saying. It's some cool tattoo guy. He's trying to look cool. Uh, he's like, I'm here with uh, whatever his name is. Do you see that? <laughs> Did you see that? That? Dude, it doesn't even look like his kids to begin with. Like, oh, yeah, one of them looks like a girl. I thought they're both boys. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I didn't know he had a daughter. That, uh, jeez, <laughs> that's even more redacted than we thought. Oh, yeah, it's right next to his little Boston Red Sox or whatever. It's not uh, his little Red Sox or his little socks uh, tattoo, the baseball or whatever it is. He's yeah. got, he's such a trend <laughs> jumper. He jumps on every trend. So his favorite team is whoever won last night. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. We've talked you know. about that, like not specifically that, but the hats. He has so many hats. Like yeah. his house must be just full of hats. You see the little <laughs> brains on the the. Why would you have brains yeah. coming out of your kid? So yeah. little, I've got portraits of my kids on my arms, but they're not zombies. It's just women <laughs> or babies. And uh, it's funny. I, met, I got to meet and hang out with Theo Vaughn uh, in San Diego, I think uh, oh. December. Like maybe, I don't know, maybe November. I don't know. A couple months ago, uh, I was out in uh, San Diego for a wedding and I saw Theo Vaughn was um, performing. So I hit up one of my buddies that knows him. I said, hey, could you hook me up? I want to meet Theo and take my you know buddy and his girlfriend and my girlfriend back and meet him backstage. And he's like, yeah, so he hooked us up. So I got back there and uh, Theo's just like he is on John podcast. Like if you, you know what I mean? Like same guy you would imagine. Mm, cool. And so uh, we're talking to him. First thing I say to him, I said, Hey man, I want to hit you with a proposal. I know it's kind of inappropriate. <laughs> just meet me. I said, but I want to hit you with something. I could tell he was like, Oh shit, man. You know what I mean? Like he just did a show. I could tell he doesn't want to like talk about, you know, a business proposal I have for him. I said, this is what I figure. You've got a huge following and you're like really funny. And like, you got a you know, huge audience or whatever, and you, you have a podcast. And what I thought is I'll start a podcast with you, like me and you will be on it and you can bring all of the jokes and you can do all the work and do all the funny stuff. And I'll just sit there and repeat everything you say, like the punchlines, I'll just repeat them right after you. And I said, uh, I wouldn't call it like the king and the parrot. And then I said, I realized, I said, I realized you already did that with Shab. So it would be, and he, him and his manager lost it. They went from, how are we going to tell this giant? dude who already asked if he could meet him now he's trying to hit him with a doing a podcast together because he thought i was dead serious until i said <laughs> oh, yeah, i realized you already did that with shab you already did one that uh, you were the only reason anybody was watching and he started cracking up he goes yeah he's got a uh 
he's got a tough road ahead of him. That's all I could say about Shab. And I started cracking up. Uh, <laughs> That's a great yeah, He's like, it's a tough business. I said, especially when you're not funny. And then he started laughing and the, uh, his manager started laughing. You could tell they didn't know how I felt about Shab at first. So they didn't want to say anything. Cause, uh, I, um, yeah, I was messing with him though, but it was so funny because I left him. Even when we left, he was still kind of a little confused on whether I was serious or not, you know, because I kept saying stuff like, hey, maybe, but really, maybe we could do a podcast together. And uh, like, and I just kept saying, like, because I, I made a video a long time ago that he got banned from. I'm, I'm sure I'll get sued or something, got banned off YouTube or got removed. But I noticed that uh, this is before I even knew about the Reddit page. Um, I noticed that, uh, what do they officially call the Reddit page, by the way? Is it just Chang's or the Reddit page or what? Like, I yeah. don't know what, what the name is. People, I'm always asking people, do you know about the Reddit page? Like about uh, it's, uh, the subreddit is called the fighter and the kid. So that's, just, yeah. that's what they yeah. say. The fighter kid subreddit. I'm kind yeah. of, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm behind the times on technology. <laughs> on what, I didn't know what Reddit was till I found that subreddit. Um, but, uh, so, um, <laughs> that's like me. Okay. I really didn't get it either. Gerardo knows more than I do. Yeah. He, what, what is the one that you're on? Oh, I, I'm too, on a subreddit called to uh, "Too Busty to Hide," <laughs> where it's girls that are covered with clothing, but they have very really large breasts. Yeah. So if yeah. You're, yeah. he can give you advice on that. So the hits, <laughs> I I don't because I went through your AMA, um, but I don't. Did you ever talk about the roommate story where Shab throws him out of the of the window? Do you know about that? Uh, I know about that story. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Where he was bullying the kid and eating yeah. his food and, you know, and thinks, uh, thinks that's funny that he told the kids, well, you got to keep in mind with shop too. Almost every story is a lie. So like it, <laughs> even when he tries to tell a good bully story, he sounds like an a-hole, you know what I mean? Like he can't yeah. help but tell on himself, but like, I have no doubt he probably like, like he didn't stick cigarettes up his butt. Well, he's probably stuck cigarettes up his butt before, but not so his boss would smoke him. He's probably just done it just to do it. But um, like he always tells stories that you can tell are just stories that he heard someone tell. Mm -hmm. Joey Diaz is the same way, that comedian Joey Rogan's friend. Mm -hmm. Dude, he tells stories about his life that I heard when I was five years old from my uncle. Like that, No, that didn't happen. You didn't go jump a gay guy and the gay guy said, there's two things I'm good at, sucking dick and fighting and beat you up. Mm -hmm. I heard that joke when I was eight years old. Like that didn't. But Street jokes, everything, yeah. And I've confirmed that with Joey Diaz's friends. They're like, dude, nothing he says is true. Like every, his whole life story is a lie. Like everything's a lie. He just, it's just a, a, a collage of things he's put together of stories he heard but that's how shab yeah. is like oh i used to work with this kid who had down syndrome and i made i made people think he was the one ruining the magazines you know and like laughs and i'm like dude that's not that's not funny even if it were true that's terrible you know what i mean like that's not he just doesn't uh he doesn't even know who he is i swear yeah. i bet at night like he looks in the mirror and like wonders who he actually is as his zombie tattoo children look back at him in the mirror you know like he's got a i don't even think he knows who he is you know i think he yeah. wants to be he wants to be anyone he's around he wanted to be chris D'Elia for a little while he wants to be rogan more than anything in the whole world yep. yeah yeah, uh, yeah it's probably a good really, thing it's probably a good thing that he's making these things up in diaz is because like if they were true it'd be so much worse right <laughs> yeah that's what it's so bad it's like uh i don't know if you guys remember matt hughes autobiography i hate to shit on hughes but Back in the day, and what I, before I was even, I don't, I was fighting at the time, but I think I was like one or two, and I, I would get on the underground forum, which was a little bit similar to the Reddit page, uh, to the subreddit. Not as funny, but it was pretty funny, the underground forum. And uh, I did a review, a book review of Matt Hughes' autobiography, because that, that book is so, you can't believe anyone would write the things he writes <laughs> about himself in there. Like, he admits <laughs> to cheating on his wife and thinks it's funny. He admits yeah. to peeing at bars while he's waiting on a drink, just pulling out his dick and pissing, like, at the bar, Jeez. like, while he's reaching over to get a drink. He admits to um, telling his wife to watch her mouth after years of them not going to church because he got saved at some Christian camp one night and comes back <laughs> and tells her she needs to quit disrespecting Jesus, like, just out of nowhere. Wow. She's like, wait, what? Like, it, uh, it's just like... Um, 
I read the book and I was like, I cannot believe that anyone would write this about themselves. Like tell these stories about themselves. So I did a review chapter by chapter on the underground. And uh, I, I mean, I got to admit, like he said that one of his college friends couldn't read. And I said that he made fun of the fact that one of his college friends couldn't read. And then he said that he was cutting off the testicles of baby pigs on the farm to, uh, I guess to sterilize them. You know what I mean? Like they Whoa. cut off their balls when they're yeah. babies or whatever, so they don't reproduce. And so I was saying that he was doing it for fun, you know, and things like that. So <laughs> I twisted the stories a little bit, but I came down the next morning. And like I said, this is before I, anyone at all knew who I was. Um, I, I came down the next morning. It had been read 750,000 times and was linked to like Yahoo's MMA page and linked to every like sure dog, everything. It's like crazy book review. And I was only like five chapters in and I was like, dude, holy shit. And at that point I didn't know, I knew Matt Hughes was an asshole, but I didn't know if I wanted to continue with it because I was like, I didn't know if I could get in trouble for this because it like, there were some embellishments here and there. You know what I mean? Like I kind of twisted the stories, you know? I mean, but it was pretty bad still. To this day, people still say Matt Hughes book review to me when they see me sometimes like out in public. If I almost never get recognized, (laughs) but if I do, people say, dude, you're Matt Hughes book review. And that was like 2000 five, I want to say, or something, you know, like yeah. it was that long ago. But, uh, so that's the kind of thing like shop reminds me of like the, the, when he tells on himself, you're just like, dude, the, I wouldn't admit that if that were true, but it sounds made up. But then <laughs> yeah. again, that's a guy that, like I said, he thought gir- giraffe started with a D. So almost anything's you're capable of believing almost anything he says, because he could see, yeah, I could see shop actually doing that, you know? Like, yeah. 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 The, so, um, with Helwani, Ariel Helwani shitting on him all the time and dropping these bombs on it. Do you ever, do you ever watch those or think those are? Fun yeah, I loved it. I uh, actually hit when Helwani, when I saw he was on there and did his video, I hit him up. Cause I still talk to him from time to time. Uh, Ariel was one of the first ones I had to talk him into interviewing me. My first UFC interview ever was uh, at my debut when I fought Mark Hunt and he wouldn't, he didn't want to interview me. He said, I'm here for the main event guys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, I'm the main event. If the camera's on, like I kept trying to beg him to interview me. Nice. So he interviews me. And then that video gets like 40 or 50,000 views the first night. And um, Dana White's one got like 2,500. This one, no, no one knew who Ariel was. You know what I mean? Like right. none of his other videos got like the main event guys, Frank Mir got maybe 5,000. And right. mine was just because I was making fun of my ex-wife and just just saying ridiculous stuff. You know, <laughs> like, like I smoke crack to make weight for the fight, you know, things like this ridiculous <laughs> stuff. And so it's, uh, it's still out there. It's a pretty funny interview. Uh, it's my first one ever. But um, yeah, I, uh, so yeah, that was, uh, what were we talking about? Just completely lost my train of thought. Oh, Helwani. You were talking about Oh, yeah, so Helwani. So, yeah, I've known him forever, and we've kept in touch. So, when I hit him up, I told him I'm really sad. I'm happy for you. You're the new CEO at Chang's, but I'm a little sad to see you took my place without, you know, like, inviting me to the inauguration or anything. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't even <laughs> acknowledge that you took my place. And he was talking about it, and he said, man, I've been holding my tongue for five years on Shab. He said, yeah. I've just had it. You know, he said, I'm not doing it anymore. And I, can't, so I told him I can't believe it took you this long, you know, um, because Shab's been a – He'll badmouth anybody behind their back, and then immediately, I've never seen anybody, I don't know how he had the balls to fight, because he's such a pussy. Like, when any kind of confrontation comes, he immediately backs down. You know, he immediately, he tried to tell Matt Mitrione he wanted to make peace with me. I was like, there's no making peace. He hasn't said anything, and he won't say anything else. You know what I mean? Like, because he asked Mitrione, he was like, dude, he, he really goes hard at me. And uh, Mitch Rowan told him, dude, I, I wouldn't say anything back. He said, because if you actually try to get my whole thing, when I started trashing him, I wanted to get into a battle with him. Kind of like uh, people call out Jake Paul so they can. Right. That'd be awesome. Famous. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, if Paul would go back and forth with me, then I'll start a podcast just off that and steal all his viewers. <laughs> yeah. like, if it you, doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, I've said, so stuff about his, I've said stuff about his kid pooping his pants still when he's four years old. <laughs> I mean, I've said anything and everything you say and, uh, 
But and then the said, Mitch Brown told him, dude, I wouldn't say anything back. I would just leave it alone. He's like, even Matt Hughes never said anything back. You know, he just yeah. let it go when he was a, he was a UFC champ and I was nobody. Um, he said, it just isn't worth it because it's because uh, I'm too witty. And that's what, you know, Shabs loves saying about with Dana White, like, oh, you don't want to play that game with me. I'll light you up. Right. And I hit him on Twitter, said, I'll play it with you. You know, like I'm always trying to get him to, you know, say something, but he won't. Uh, he won't do it. He would probably hang himself if we actually ever got into any kind of a thing. As I, unfortunately, sadly, one of the things I'm best at is making fun of people. It's not anything to be proud of, I guess. But um, I uh, came from a life of growing up with an abusive older brother who would trash me verbally 24 hours a day. So you had to get <laughs> Pretty yeah. good at figuring out what people's insecurities are and attacking them. So, so speaking of him fighting, uh, I'm just curious: Have you ever found yourself in the same gym as Brennan Schaub? No, I got there. He was at our home gym one night, and uh, Mitch Rowan didn't invite me. And I was actually mad about it because Tim Tebow was there, <laughs> and I didn't care about Tim Tebow one way or another. But my son would have liked to have met him. You know, that's when Tim yeah. Tebow was, I think, virtual rookie in the NFL. He was there for some reason, and my uh, and Matt tells me Matt's like the worst best friend ever. Uh, <laughs> like he really will like tell you he'll pay you to come out and train with him in Vegas and you'll go out to Las Vegas and not only does he not pay you, he never shows up to pick you up and won't return your calls and you're just in Las Vegas for five days. Like he's done that to me before and I'm like, dude, I thought we were training. He won't return my calls. Like, oh, I'm not even out there. I went to, you know, uh, Florida for the weekend and I'm like, what? You told me to come out here, you know? So that's how, but Matt was like, you should have came to the gym last night. I had a Tim Tebow up there or whatever, your boy would have probably liked to have met him. I was like, well, I would have liked to have had an invitation, you know, if I'd have known you guys were doing that. But that was, then he said Shab was there, and I said, oh, it probably wouldn't have turned out well because I've been <laughs> trying to get the UFC to let me fight Shab forever when we were fighting. I told him, That'd you know, tight. all the time. I just wanted to, I told my agent, he was like, I don't know if that's the best matchup for you. And I was like, I just want to punch him in the face. Like, even <laughs> if I lose, I don't care. I just want the opportunity to punch him in the face at least once. I don't know? blame you, man, because, like, that thing you said about um, when he's like, is he still alive? That would really piss me off. Oh, yeah. That's like a real shot at you, for yeah, sure. Well, he's always, yeah, he told uh, Mitrone and Josh Barnett were on. I, I don't know if you guys saw that. They, Mitrone mm-hmm. and Barnett were on his little fight companion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's a whole clip where Barnett says, McCorkle's the funniest guy ever, and they're rubbing it in. I know what they're doing. I know they're doing it on purpose because I'm, I'm friends with Barnett, too. Yes. And, uh, so yes. Shout's face, he goes, uh, well, why doesn't he do something with it? Why does he do stand-up and – um, Mitch Rohn's like, I just don't think he wants to do it. You know, he said, I don't think he likes it, wants to travel and do all that. And he's like, so what is he like the funniest Uber driver in Indiana? Like he's always got, he's always got uh, something funny to say, um, yeah. or something he thinks is funny to say, but then he won't engage, you know, he just, just like he does with, with Hawaii, he just throws a little, a little jab in there and then goes and, and no one laughs like <laughs> silent. He says the Uber driver thing. And they're like, uh-huh. Yeah, they're all <laughs> they just like there, want yeah. to, to be on the show to be on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I told Matt too to make sure he told him. I said he's like our media. I said make sure he knows I'm still punching him in the face when I see him too. Like Shab, <laughs> I, I told him a long time ago uh, when he's running his mouth, I was going to punch him when I see him. And uh, whether he would beat me in a fight right now, I don't know. But I've got a bad back, but I don't think he'll fight me. Like I think yeah. he's he's that afraid um, of me. Like he is terrified of me for whatever reason. He's kind of you know one of them guys. Uh, Brock Lesnar was always great when he was the bully, when people were afraid of him in a fight, like Frank Beer was afraid of him in their second fight or whatever. But when a guy's not afraid of him, he can't do anything. You know what I mean? Like he can't do anything with him when they're not afraid of him, you know? And um, that's how Shab is. Shab gets a lot of confidence if if he thinks he's the alpha or he can bully somebody. But if you, even Helwani stood up to him and he kisses Helwani's ass now. He's always trying to, like he's afraid to bury Helwani now, you know? Like it's- uh, Yeah, he's afraid he'll get kadooshed again by Helwani. (laughs) I'm sure sure you'd crush Shab in a- fight but we're we have a, a very strict no violence <laughs> we don't want to promote violence on Tim as a shop at all also like your your uh thing where you make fun of him is so funny i think it would be great you could just do that instead you can get douche him that way like if you did 
a food truck diary show where you just eat like a normal human being does. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that. Dude, you could build an empire, at least for me and Gerard and the rest of Chang's, just off like mimicking well, what well, he does. I hope he keeps getting, I hope he stays popular enough where I could steal some uh, head, like some of the you know headlines by making fun of him, but also um, I hope he doesn't get too famous for anything because then he'll get canceled immediately because of stuff he's done or said, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. he will end up killing himself, you know, because he can't. He couldn't take that many people going after him. <laughs> he can't even take. He can't even take the Chang's guy. If I, I swear to God, if the, if I had a hundred thousand people who hated me and trashed me twenty four hours a day on there, I would join the group and trash myself too. That would be so funny to me. <laughs> I mean, you can't deny, man. Some of the stuff I had people online when I was in the UFC every now and then that would roast me and they would, they would beat me like someone on Twitter. Like they really sure. would, they would have something yeah. better than me, you know, like, yeah. and, uh, I would start cracking up. I'd be like, yeah, you got me. Okay. I gather nothing I can say about that, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, whatever, but it, uh, or I can't respond to that. You win, you know, or whatever, but it's, uh, he should have leaned into this thing to begin with mm -hmm. the whole time, you know, or whatever. And if he got on there and posted and be like, yeah, I suck. Uh, and or even that or go pro wrestling style heel and just antagonize them even more, yeah. you know, but to sit and be like, it hurts my feelings. It's not nice. Like, you know, or whatever. <laughs> after after he talks about throwing his roommate through a glass window, yeah. you know, yeah, whatever, yeah. Like, or making fun of a kid with Down syndrome, you know, saying he blamed everything on him. But then yeah. he's like, uh, you could definitely you know, get canceled for that. And then also like the recent bits we've been going over. What I was saying is that Shab is so stupid that these bits that are would cancel a normal person. People just laugh at him because they're dumb. You know, like the mag, I don't know if you saw the magic Johnson thing where he's like yeah, talking about yeah. magic Johnson having AIDS as the punchline. It's like nor a normal comic. They might be like, wow, I can't believe they said this, but Shab, people are just retweeting it like that. <laughs> he's the stupidest guy I've ever seen do something. Right. You know, he's, he's <laughs> that, that joke actually had potential with the old mosquito thing. He said, but he, he, he still fucked it up. Yeah, yeah, well, we have a theory that there's no way he wrote that mosquito line. Oh yeah. Well, there's no way. Someone yeah, else wrote no. it for sure. Well, if he was smart and this is what I don't get, if you're making the money he allegedly makes, I would hire a writer to, uh, I actually told Mitch Rowe to tell Shaw, like I, I would hate to do it and give him any kind of material, but I said I will write a thirty-minute bit for him if he wants, but I want a hundred thousand dollars for it. And he can claim it's his. Like he can even claim it's his, but I want a hundred grand for it, you know, or whatever. And I said because it'll work, it'll be better than anything he's got. And I said I can produce it in twenty-four hours because I can think of in five minutes I can think of more funny stuff than he can think of in five years. Like he's just for not sure. funny. It's not. Uh, it was like CM Punk in the UFC. I didn't want to uh, pile on that guy because, I mean, he came in, he tried, but he was also humble and knew he didn't belong there. Mm. Um, but uh, he is really the CM Punk of, of comedy, except he doesn't he doesn't know it. Like, CM Punk just did not have what it took to fight in UFC. He wasn't athletic. He didn't have the background. He didn't have the toughness. He didn't have the athleticism. He just didn't have – he's too old. You know, he doesn't have the body to do it. Yeah, um, yeah. He just did, didn't have – and that's what Shab – um, just does not have what it takes to be a comedian. He's been writing Rogan's coattails when dude, if when you're on Rogan's podcast, what 30 million viewers a week, he's been on there like 200 times or close to something yeah. like that. When you get that kind of exposure, mm. I mean that Lex Friedman guy was on Rogan twice. And then he got a podcast with three or 400,000 prescribers or, you know, prescribers. Yeah. No, Shav's <laughs> rubbing off on all of us. <laughs> we do doctors, it all the time. Uh, go watch the show. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> No, he, uh, damn, that was a shawism. That sucks. This is life, <laughs> no, no. life we do it all the time, yeah. dude. It's, yeah. it's, wow. it's part of podcasting. Now I'll just pretend like I, I meant to do we it. That. Funny, right? yeah, <laughs> but, uh, that's my shawl voice. I always do my, my fiance always says it doesn't even sound like him because I'm always like, hey, what about Rogan? Me and Rogan went to dinner the other night. Like I always say stuff to her, but we, uh, her and I have actually bonded over the whole, uh, 
Uh, when I first showed her the subreddit, she kind of like she was like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't get it." And I was like, "You got to, you got to like actually yeah. give it some time." You know, mm-hmm. it's like the TV show Lost. Like I hated it episodes one through five, but then by by episode seven, I was like buying the DVD set. You know, it's like a pretty good show. You know, uh, um, but it, uh, yeah, it's uh, it was no near uh, a big show like uh, Shab used to say. I mean, King of the Sting is a full TV studio production. This is a TV show, not a podcast. I don't know if you guys ever saw him say that, but it, it was a uh, he would say that all the time. And at one point, Theo Vaughn was like, "Dude, would you quit saying that?" Like, just, like, he has to say it to remember it. You know, he has to remind himself that it's that important. <laughs> Who do you I think? Get, I love how he chooses to do his own ad reads too. He could have <laughs> anyone in the world on that show uh, do it. You know what I mean? Like mm. Chin could do it. Anybody could do the ad reads, but he chooses the most illiterate person to do them. Uh, so, so stupid. Great. So stupid. Who do you think should be? Because you mentioned Rogan. Rogan said that Shab needs a handler. Do you have any idea who the handler should be? If you if you could pick a handler. <laughs> God, at this point, man, I think like even like War Machine would make better life decisions. If he would pick anybody, I mean, anybody just to ask. I mean, I think that's what happened a lot of times when he was there with Rogan. I'm sure it's what's funny is I know, too, when Rogan moved to Austin, Shab was moving too the same month. Like he told his wife, like, hey, I mean, that's just what we got to do. And she's like, listen, I'm not. I know this from an inside source. She's like, I'm not moving because she wants to be famous, too. She thinks she's like famous are going to be famous. Oh, right. or she yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the Kardashians, she wants to be in LA. <laughs> um, even though she allegedly was born in Mexico, but she wasn't, but that's a whole nother right, story. She was born yeah. in Hollywood. Yeah. 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 She, but she, her, put her the girls like her cracked me up. She dated some, I think a professional baseball player uh, uh, or some like she, she just, it was weird. She just kept falling in love with people that were kind of famous. It's weird. You know how that, <laughs> how that happens. Those, those girls that only date, NBA right. players. It's like, wow, you just keep meeting NBA players. That's crazy. You know, like it's just, you keep yeah. falling in love, but yeah. What are we doing here? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So she, he told, he wanted to move to Austin. And I, I had heard through a very good source that uh, Rogan told him, but who's going to hold down the fort in LA? Like we need a, we need, I need somebody wow. to stay here and take over my spot in LA. Cause he's like, dude, I'm not moving to Austin and having Shab stay living at my house 24 hours a day. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when his son was born, um, I don't know if you guys know that his son was born six hours later. He's doing a fight companion with Rogan. Like, didn't you just have a kid? And he was like, Oh yeah, but she's at the hospital still, but she's fine. My wow. parents are there. My parents are there. Like he went to do a fight companion right after his kid was born within a few hours, you know, which I'm yeah. sure, uh, yes. I always ask my, I always ask my girlfriend, like what would possess a woman to put up with that kind of behavior? You know what I mean? Like things like that. And she said, she probably knew what she was getting when she got into it, like knew that that's just him. And, uh, you know, like it's some women do that. They know that it's just part of the thing, you know, like yeah. part of the, uh, he's going to well, go to the occasional Asian well massage. Yeah. It's just him. <laughs> he's a well-documented good husband. I mean, there was that clip of him saying right. that he'd put his wife in front of the bullets. Yeah. If they're, there's a new clip. It's like someone, if someone's going to kill your kid, he's like, oh, I'd put my wife in front of the bullets. Right. I saw that. Yeah. yeah he was dead serious. That's what's so funny. He actually, uh, the funny thing was too, his whole story about being a hero and getting, he had to say the kid was fat, like bringing him uh, out of the thing too, but the rescuing thing. And then it just so happens. Some lady confirmed the story. Some lady that no one has knows of no one, no one can confirm. Oh, and look, and she's a fan or she's like friends with other MMA people online. Like I had several friends with her mutual friends. I looked her up on Facebook cause I didn't, by the story right. that she confirmed that Shab was there and this all happened. Uh-huh. And so I looked up, I was like, look, she's got like 10 friends in the MMA community. Isn't it crazy that she happened to be driving by yeah. the same accident as Shab and got out and it just so happens she knows other people in the MMA community and knew Shab. Like, I guarantee you that story did not go anywhere near like it was no. told. And no. just because one lady confirmed it doesn't mean it's true. You know, some lady who knows people in MMA who probably yeah. knows Shab too. You know? Such a so. lie. And then to, 
if you're in an accident and you're a kid and you're being pulled out by Shab and he's like, hey, you like you like Mo- Moana, right? You're right. Like, are you redacted? Like, <laughs> right. like, who's saving yeah, I, me right now? Put me back in the car. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, yeah, I guarantee you, the kid was probably thinking, "Is this hell? Like, did I die? This is, this is hell. This guy sucks." You know, I do a funny one. Uh, car wrecks when um, I was. I was trying to put, I bought, okay. I never had a nice car in my life. Even when I had money, uh, I retired at 28. I was a millionaire, like sold my business, retired at 28, um, got divorced and all my money was gone. But even back when I had money, I never had a really nice car. Right. So I finally, first time in my life, a few years back, I was like, I'm going to buy a nice car. I'm tired of paying for repairs, fixing it every two months, you know, like doing this, had to put in, uh, transmission in one. I was just like, I'm just sick of this man. Like these unexpected costs all the time, you know, and they got to rent a car while that one's gone, you know? And so, I buy an Escalade that's a couple years old, um, pay too much for it, but long story short, have put over $10,000 into it in two years. Had to do a transmission on it, had to do brakes on it, had to do a start. It just, things just keep going wrong with it. Um, Somebody had hit it and left a dent in the front bumper and then just left like a hit and run, like a little dent. So I go get that fixed. So I put, you know, more than 10 grand into this car. I go take it, have that guy fix it. I pick it up. Uh, this is a few weeks ago. I pick it up and he was like, you know, we ought to go ahead and paint the hood. If you want to bring it back, that's all that's left on this car. You've about done everything there is. And it's, it's perfect. Like now, you know, but the hood's a little faded. He said, yeah, let me paint it. I have paint left over from doing that front bumper. So when my girlfriend, and I got in that wreck, a guy almost hit us head on on this country road going like 50 in this snow down here. Shit. You know what I mean? And so I, I swerved to dodge and come around this bend, you know, and I just sent our car flying and so it flipped, like my car flipped and I actually, like we hit some woods in a ravine and like I was down, we're down in these woods with my car tipped over almost to its, we're about midway between on its side and on the roof, you know? Uh-huh. And uh, I'm sitting there, all the airbags are deployed and we're sitting there and she's crying, like freaked out, like when we right. finally stop and everything's there and the car's smoking and stuff. And so the first thing I said to her was, well, I guess I won't be getting the hood painted. <laughs> so, as, I'm, as I'm sitting there upside down, like hanging in there, that's the only thing I could think to say, you know what I mean? Yeah, to yeah. try to calm you probably did but way I, better than Shab did rescuing those people saying that. She probably laughed yeah. a little bit. Yeah, she, <laughs> Sorry did, she, 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 she got stopped. I was like, what? And I was like, that, I just tried to calm me down. I was like, it, uh, but she ended up, yeah, climbing out. And then I got out, which was a disaster uh, trying to climb out the window uh, of a car when you're my size. But uh, yeah, and then we had to jump down into these woods that was this ravine, like, because the we, like it went down further. So you just jump into some bushes. I was afraid the car was going to catch fire. But uh, it's funny the stuff you think or say, because I actually was, as the car started to flip, I I actually remember thinking, I guess I'm not going to be paid to fix the, or to, to paint this hood. I actually thought that as we're getting in a wreck, you know, or whatever, whereas shop thinks things like this kid's awfully fat. Uh, to try to <laughs> and, uh, Man. I love how his wife said he was a hero too, because he pulled a kid out, gave to some woman is like, I'm getting the hell out of here. I don't want to, I don't want to, I got a, a, a reservation for a restaurant. I don't want to be here talking to the cops. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Like what a hero, like that guy. Yeah, so, not a not, and it probably never happened. But so you're in, no. you and your girl are Great okay. Story never happened. Yeah, never, yeah. <laughs> you and your girl are okay though. Like no. Yeah, she's got a couple broken fingers from oh, the. She tried to open yeah. the door and it slammed back down on her like fingers. Oh, so that did. Fuck, man. I uh, I hurt my neck in it, but it's so funny. My insurance company, I pay my insurance a year ahead of time because I just don't feel like messing with the quarterly billing or the monthly billing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't trust. Uh, I'm real skeptical on people with direct withdrawals because I've caught people double billing me before on direct, wow. you know, direct withdrawals on my bank account. So yeah. I don't know. I'm paranoid. So I pay a year ahead of time. So I find out my insurance agent right in the middle of doing the uh, MMA roasted podcast. I get a text from him and said, "Hey, I hate to tell you, you didn't have coverage on that accident the other day." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" Because I just destroyed my car. Mm. 
Um, I still owe like 15,000 on the car or something like that, let alone what I'm going to lose, what it's worth, you know, whatever yeah. it left it's worth and we're injured and stuff. And I was like, what are you talking about to have coverage? He said, it laps, you didn't pay your bill. I said, you didn't send me a bill. And so I tell Adam, Hunter on the podcast, dude, sorry, I got to go, you know, or whatever, like right in the middle of the podcast. And I call my agent. And I'm like, I start going off on him, man. Like I started basically threatening his life, you know, or whatever like that. You're not going to stick. And I said, this is going to be like a $70,000 hit for me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to take a $70,000 loss, you know, and that's if we're not even hurt, you know, that's not even medical bills and stuff. And I was able to prove to him where I'd seen him, my new, new address when I moved. And he goes, well, it's still kind of your responsibility to, to pay your thing. And I was like, it's not, is it, I told him, is it your responsibility to chase down the check? If I send one to the wrong address, you sent the bill the wrong address. And he goes, well, yeah, it would be mine. I said, okay, well I sent it to the wrong address. So go chase it down. I got coverage, you know, right. um, you know, or whatever, but I ended up threatening them. I told them I was actually going on uh, Rogan's podcast in three weeks and I was going to make it a three hour commercial. I'm not going on his podcast. But I just told him that I uh, just told him I'm going to make a three hour commercial for how much he sucks and how much year he sucks. It's a company I've been with since I was 16 years old. So 30 years I've been with them. No claims, no accidents, no wow. anything, never paid anything late, never paid anything yeah. on time, 30 years. They're going to tell me, oh, yeah, we're not covering you. Sorry. That's um, you know, you're, you're covered by, by three days, you know, whatever your bill was supposed to be paid three days ago, you know, or whatever. And I was yeah. like, never received it, um, you know, but. Uh, what, a shop's yeah, dad owned this company fun. or something? <laughs> it's like I think his, uh, that or I think his dad, I don't know. I always wondered if his dad didn't. Um, go into opening a string of comic book stores. Cause I heard the one that was in his mom's closet was, uh, <laughs> was very successful, you know, like it's, uh, that's the kind of stuff when he told that story as I was, it was sad that that guy, I think that guy's name is like Rick Glassman or something, right? Or Glassman. Right. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I don't know all that thing where the guy is just trashing shop to his face. For some reason they're wearing like astronaut outfits or I don't know, or like, yes. I don't know. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the COVID, the, it was COVID. The guy, yeah. Yeah, the guy's like uh, even doing his like to mouth on the like straws the way Shab does. Like he's blatantly making fun of him to his face. Shab is completely clueless, but he tells that story. Yeah, I used to have a comic books, um, you know, store in my mom's closet, you know, in my house. And he's like, well, who would come in and buy those? And instead of just saying, dude, I didn't really have a comic book store. You think what? Like instead of just saying that, we think I'm nine years old, run a comic book store. You know, when you start to make up a lie, he just, he commits to it and goes with it. He goes, yeah, I mean, just people came in off the street. I had repeat customers. He's like, and your mom was just letting them come in. Yeah. Yeah. We end up having to shut it down because just too many people were showing up, you know? Um, and I was just like, he's told that story how his dad was like Will Smith, uh, in, um, what is that movie where Will Smith is? I don't know. They're all the same, but he's a, sure. Um, he's a door-to-door -door salesman. Oh, pursuit of happiness. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He tried to say like um, he told a story on some podcast about how that's how his dad was, uh, like pursuit of happiness. Like they couldn't afford anything, and him and his they used to <laughs> dine and dash. His mom would, and then her mom would fill up the have him fill up the car, and they would jump in and take off. Like saying his mom committed felonies when they were little to you know pay their bills. They come to find out his dad's rich. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, you know, they were yeah. never poor, but it's like, uh, like I said, I don't even know if, if he knows, I, uh, I had the opportunity to spend some time with some pro wrestlers, which if you have never done that, that's like a really interesting thing because mm -hmm. it, like, I'm talking like legends, like pro, like Kevin Nash and guys like Shane Douglas, like uh, mm -hmm. Tommy dreamer. Yeah. I got paid to go to these events and sign autographs. And when you're talking to these guys on this, we did several events and I got paid at each one just to sign autographs. And they talked me into participating in one, which was, I ended up throwing a guy slamming him on his head. It was so bad. Like it was just so, I didn't know how to protect him when I went to slam him. And he said, Oh no, I'll protect myself. I know what I'm doing. It turned out terribly. But anyway, um, you'll be talking to these guys. And I, I, mean, I like the dudes. I'm not making fun of them, but they, they lose 
they remind me of child. They lose track of what's real. They've told lies so many times. So they'll be like, I'll tell you what, man, best night of my life, Starcade 1987, me and a flare in a steel cage match. We went 30 minutes, man. There were four or five times he almost pinned me and I kicked out. And it's like <laughs> at the very end, I was exhausted. I pulled out, got him in a, the Boston Crab and finished him. And I'm and they're like talking and I'm like, hey, uh, just to verify, it was scripted though, right? Like you guys were, you were supposed to win. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so you don't mean you actually got in a fight. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. actually, no, but I mean, my character, like just pulled through at the end and I'm like, oh, okay. So I I was getting really confused. If you start listening to him, I'll tell you what, man, there's nothing rougher when you're 15 minutes in a match and you see this other guy ain't going to quit. And then I'm like, are you you talking about like amateur wrestling or like, no, I mean like at WWE when I was there, uh, you know, I saw that, uh, whatever, you know what I mean? The Terry Von Erich wasn't going to quit. And I'm like, I, like I, they, they lose track of what's real and what's not. That's how Shab is. I think he's lied so many times. You know, it's possible to tell a lie so many times that even you start to believe it. You know, like that's the way you remember uh, the yeah. story happened. You know, so I'm sure that's uh, that makes sense. Great. He's like a very redacted version of like Hulk Hogan. You know, like a very <laughs> right. stupid version. Right. Um, so I have a question for you, yeah. actually. Um, so seeing how the tra- trajectory of Brendan Chop's career is going, what do you think is in the near future for Brendan Chop? Whether it's like the next walk me to my truck moment or Chombies, like these, these classic moments in Chobisms, what do you think is next for right. him? I would say, man, you know, I had uh, heard through a, actually a couple people, they said they were begging Chob, like his management company, when, when Showtime didn't want him anymore. He says he left Showtime. Showtime basically said, dude, we're done. Like after the special, like yeah. we don't have any interest anymore. <laughs> They had uh, that basically his management company had been like, hey, let's forget about comedy. That's like not your thing. Let's let's try to get you more to a I don't even know who you would compare it to. Like, uh, oh, God, who was the kid Slater from um, oh. Saved by the oh, Mario AC Lopez Slater, uh, Mario, yeah, like, uh, Lopez? Mario Lopez. Is that yeah, yeah, Mar- yeah, yeah. They're like a guy like that or like um, Ryan Seacrest, like somebody who hosts things like events. You know what I mean? Like try to get him on like a. Uh, you know, like uh, how he did with the Mayweather fight. They're, they're saying, let's go more that route. Like, try to put you more like a sports guy or, you know, host like he did the E Awards, you know, fashion. Like, let's try to go that route because obviously comedy isn't yeah. your thing. And he's like, it's been my dream since, <laughs> it, it, since I was five, even though it was also <laughs> my dream. Since I was five. Player, you know? That's you know, so like, funny. Yeah, yeah, he's not giving up on his dream. He said, you know, I told him, I'm not giving up my dream, my lifelong dream. Like, dude, you were supposed to be an NFL player, lifelong dream. And he never, by the oh, way, yeah. he never he never played a game in the NFL. He never played. He barely played in college. Yeah. He played a year and a half at Colorado as a walk-on. So he didn't even have a scholarship. As a walk-on, he played like six plays total. Like, that's what, like, ever. So he didn't have an NFL contract. He's always talks about how him and Mitch Rohn were the two NFL guys from Tough. Like, no, yeah. playing – that's like saying I'm an NBA guy because I played college basketball for a year and a half. Like I, I was never an NBA guy, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. But it, um, yeah. So he, um, he said he wasn't giving up his dream. So I think, man, honestly, I think it's obvious that um, Rogan, I don't think has mentioned Callan or Shaw, but once or twice since their whole little scandal thing came out with Callan mm-hmm. being a rapist and all that. Right. Um, Rogan's the kind of guy I know him. I like him. He's always been cool to me, right. but he's also like Ro- Joe's going to do what's best for him. You know what sure. I mean? So you yeah. could be a lifelong friend. If you get accused of something, you're going to be like, well, see you later. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. he, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Like, and so he's got a whole new group of friends in Austin that all move there. You know, like, I think he's been hanging out with that Mark Norman guy now all the time. And, um, the airy, whatever, um, Ari Shafir, Shafir, yeah. Ari, he's got yeah. those guys. So he's been hanging out with them. and got like a new group of friends, uh, that all moved to Austin just to basically suck off the nipple there, you know, whatever <laughs> is what they all did. But, uh, luckily shops holding down the fort, but I mean, all his numbers are going down, you know, like it's, uh, like it's, I think he will, 
he's like in a self-destructive path path mm-hmm. regardless. Um, last I heard, his wife was trying to have another baby and force it to be a girl. Like they were trying to do some kind of genetic altering to uh, <laughs> maybe that's where the zombie idea came from. from the <laughs> they really like he was talking about on some podcast saying that they're going to pay this company to guarantee their next child is a girl. Whoa. And I'm like, dude, that sounds to me like you're just going to get abortions until you have a female. <laughs> like, me. like, I don't know. Yeah, no, know yeah, you, you might be right. It. But uh, I think from what I know of people, I know how she is. She's about um, she's about as loyal as probably one of those Kane Corso dogs. You know, <laughs> as soon as the money, as soon as the money stops, she's gone. I guarantee, as soon as the money stops, she's yeah. gone. And right. I guarantee you, she wants another kid. She's trying to pull the same shit my ex-wife pulled, where when she thought we were going to get divorced, she was doing her damnedest to get pregnant again, uh, like trying really, really hard because that's just another, you know, kid to add on to the um, child support, you know, or whatever, like more, uh, yeah. more uh, money to the to the till every month. So that was what uh, what was I knew that's what her plan was. But yeah, um, yeah he's going to he's going to have a terrible fall when you don't have and, you know, Dana White said it a long time ago, when you don't have Rogan to carry you anymore, you're not like you don't have enough talent to take it on your right. own. It's hard enough to yeah. stay famous in Hollywood. I mean, you look at these guys like uh, Doug Stanhope. I saw him in an interview the other day, and I was like, that dude's been around since I was a kid, and almost no one I know knows who he is. Right. And he's been working yeah. his ass off. I mean, comedians love him and respect him and right. say he's hilarious, but I was like, it's so hard to stay famous, man. It's so hard to stay relevant yeah. in that when it's always, a, you know, it's like a one-hit wonder world, especially sure. out there in Hollywood. They're always looking for somebody new, you know? Yeah. Same thing as the UFC. They're always looking to bring in a new at the at the starting pay rate, you know what I mean? Get rid right, of it. The, right, right. You know, you get rid of Anderson Silva because he's not going to be a draw anymore, despite what he's done for your company when he was the greatest ever. You get rid of him and bring in somebody at 10 and 10 because people are going to buy the pay-per-view anyway. So why, yeah, you know, why do up. that? So, um, but I think uh, he's going to, it'll end whatever it is. I think he'll, uh, I would say if he was female, he would end up eating like in porn or doing a stripper because that's usually like <laughs> Yeah, especially with the tiger thick, right? Well, He's probably drunk right, on tiger he thick. might go female. That might be the newest thing for him to do. <laughs> next, he could yeah, do that. We, I think we, yeah, we thought we speculated on that. I think once or twice <laughs> that you might try that. So for the end of this uh, interview here, I, I would like to do just some classic ten minutes of shop where we show you guys or we show Brennan clips and you guys comment on them. Are you down for that? Okay. Yep, just let me know when it's my turn. I have a tendency oh, to talk Oh, no, no, over. please, oh, no. talk away. Now, this talk is away. like whenever. So, if you want to do the you do the whole thing, the I'm sure you two would like that more than me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One second, sorry about that. This is the funniest interview that I've ever been a part of. <laughs> Thank you. Let <laughs> me tell you what, man, there's so, uh, there's so many shop to try to even, I try to explain it to my brother and show him clips. And he's like, dude, I just can't even, I can't watch that. I can't, like, I can't, you know, some people are and like, like that. Dude, yeah. Just give it a chance. It'll grow on you. But it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, something else, you know? dude, I was at this party and, um, it was another comedian and he had just some people like friends of his from work and other places. And I, we always make fun of shop. So I was like telling him about Gringo Poppy and he's like, I'm going to put it on. So he put on Gringo Poppy when it was just people from work were there, and two of them left. They I was going like, to say, you'll clear a room quick with that yeah. shit, man. Yeah, right. They were like, we can't. We have to go. I'm sorry. If this is what you're going to do, we're gone. So not I'll tell you what I love to do it. is I, I love to tell, act like I'm a fan of Shab and tell my friends, like, dude, ain't this dude hilarious? Watch this clip. <laughs> Mm. Well, like, think, not my I, friends because my real friends know, but like people that I just meet mm. and they want, they want my approval, you know, like people want to be friends. So I'm like, watch how funny this guy is. And I'll like send them a clip and they're like, yeah, dude, that was, 
that was funny, but I can tell they don't, they don't want to tell me it wasn't funny because they think I really think it was. And so I just keep messing with them and keep sending them. <laughs> well, hey man, check classic. out this thing. This guy's hilarious. He's, he's funnier than Norm MacDonald. Like, and I said a clip and they, uh, I was like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty funny, I guess. Like even the people that want to be my friends won't, uh, <laughs> you're losing respect of your friends because you're right? doing, doing this bit they're like fucking sean likes this guy yeah. job i don't know yeah all right Hilarious. so uh, i got a clip pulled up here um it's called let's see here it's called don't make noises in the mic b shop gets triggered uh, uh po- posted by king demon five days ago so All right, start the timer now. That's our that we do. He, he said he doesn't live far. Keep scrolling down, Chin. He doesn't mm-hmm. live far from here. <clears throat> He's probably done it before, but this time he got to do it to <clears throat> four people. It was it was a thrill. <clears throat> That's why out of all that you got a throat problem, huh? You keep doing that. <laughs> right? Hell yeah. He's still getting over a sickness, bro. Right? Yeah, but oh, you're still up. sick? Shut up. You're no. still sick, Daddy? No, you're annoying me. No, you just got a throat problem. I dude. just went like this. <clears throat> oh no, oh no, it's all it's no, been all it's show. definitely not been all show. You want me I'll say you want me to do it every time so you know? It definitely is not. I'll do it every time you do it. Watch. Just so you're aware. I don't care. I'm used to it now, I'm, Daddy. I'm you know what it is? It might be the mocha. No, Here's green phlegm. No man, it's not, bro. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this might be the end of the show coming up. What do you <laughs> think? What what is with his but face? And like I'll be the first <laughs> to say, like I don't look like I did when I was in the UFC when he's cutting weight, all the time and taking every steroid known to man. But his face is like, uh, you know, when somebody puts tobacco like in their lower lip and it sticks. It looks like his whole face is like that. Like he's how many? Yeah. Is he packing tobacco in his eyelids? Like in his, <laughs> his like. Also, his too, whole face looks swollen, man. The big thing about this is like, why don't they cut this out of the podcast? Right. Right. Yeah. No was, you could tell it wasn't even meant to be funny. You could tell he was like, uh, I'm so sure as if Shab has any room to talk about somebody doing something annoying. I would love <laughs> to, uh, I'd love to see shit like Callen just one time, tell him some truth about himself. Like, well, guess what? Every time you tell a joke, it's annoying. You know what I mean? Like every, <laughs> yeah. time, you repeat, every time you repeat a punchline that you got yeah. from Dalia or, uh, yeah. Theo Vaughn, that's what I swear dude. Oh, I, I started to tell you guys that earlier, but I made a video that I called it the King and the parrot. It was just, it was a thousand clips of, I'll send it to you later if I can find it. Um, sure. A thousand clips of him just saying the last three words or whatever Theo says on their podcast. So Theo would be like, dude, you look like an Asian uh, raccoon. He's like, Asian raccoon. He just repeats everything. He says, <laughs> like, right after, and it's like a thousand clips of that. But yeah, go ahead. He's just, uh, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with his face. I know that uh, Theo always says he looks like he got stung in the. In the <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to know, too, because you're stung. right. He does the nicotine stuff in his mouth, but it's like at some point you got to take it out. But it's his right. face is still puffed up. Yeah, what is he's that? doing fillers or something. He's doing some kind of plastic surgery. Your face doesn't just uh, keep yeah. getting bigger like that. Like I don't know, man. Unless he's drink. I mean, I've yeah, heard that he, he does drink a lot. A lot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he yeah. starts drinking at nine a.m. on a crisp on Monday yeah. morning. He's got like seven <laughs> drinks there. There's diet coke, coffee, kratom, <laughs> diet like, coke, yeah. yeah, and then like whiskey, and he drinks it all at the same time. Like he's at a crazy diner of some yeah. kind. It's wild. Those people crack me up on crate and they're like, dude, that stuff really works. I'm like, yeah, it's an opiate. Like that's all that, that's what, you know, it is. It is yes. just an opiate. Like, you know, yes. I've used it before for my back cause I have really bad back problems and it does work. It doesn't work great for pain, but it's uh, like, you take that stuff. He'll have withdrawals. If he quits taking it, you take it too long. It's mm. you're basically just taking, you know, Vicodin if you're taking it, but people okay. are like, yeah, take it for pre-workout. It's great. Like, yeah, take Percocet before you work out. You'll have a good workout too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got Hello, another man. clip here for you. Uh, we'll end on this clip here. Um, it's called Bapa Got Scammed Online Again. It's, it sounds pretty promising. <laughs> Let's see uh, what this is all about. 
Speaking of those shady websites, I clicked on I because Fair God, you know, Fair God, the clothing. Uh-huh. Um, they had this new drop, and I went to, f- to I thought I clicked Fair God, but it's Fair of Gods with a Z. But it looked exactly the same. I'm like, damn, they have all my size in this. I'm wearing everything. Four weeks, later, I'm like, where the fuck is my stuff at? Not just didn't come. So you clicked a fear of God's link. I didn't know they made it look exactly. It was, it was fear of God's. So that's what happens because you, you, if you didn't, maybe if you didn't get LASIK and you had fucking contacts, you would have seen. Boom, that. dude. Never Z came. with it a Z, fr- dude. I, know. I can not tell. even an S. No, no, can we wow. start <laughs> tallying <laughs> a list of how many times Brendan? I've been hustled. Hustled, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Pull up fear of God's. Oh, don't get me started on this transgender hooker, dude. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I swear it was a girl, man. <laughs> fear of God's. You can pull that up. Yeah, I'm sure you can. Two Z's, three so Z's. They, 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 they got they, me. I'm and sure they're not they, give. They're not sending you fear of God's stuff. They're, oh no, they just took your money. Dude, he's gonna be like the first person to use uh, CTE as a defense for getting caught with a trans <laughs> prostitute. Right, for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to see it now. Yeah, <laughs> he's laying the baseline for you know that. Excuse someday. That's what's going on in this clip. <laughs> you see him playing the fifth in the court too. They'd be like, uh, they'd, Mr. Shaw asked him, say, I, I can't talk. And they'd be like, what? <laughs> I'm the but, uh, well, he's like, what is that? Um, what is it? Plead the, he's saying, I can't talk instead of yeah. plead the fifth. <laughs> Hilarious. Damn. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me he was wearing some sort. Who, what, whose number is that? Is that a Packers jersey? I don't even know. I think it's a Steelers jersey. It looks like, like it's a Cordell Stewart jersey. Who knows? Oh, man. my God. So he's going in back to the 90s and yeah. trying to do a jersey. And then, yeah, that fear. I don't know what fear of gods is, but it sounds very trendy, which is right up uh, yeah. Shab's alley. Like, you can, I guarantee you, there's a lot of people making money off him just by. He's the guy who reminds me of the guy who had a cousin who was that way. If anybody. When spandex first came out, you guys are probably too young to remember that, but people were wearing biker shorts or spandexes shorts back right. in the 90s. Um, the first person he saw wearing that from that point on, every outfit of his was biker shorts and spandex. Like he just wore everything. You know what I mean? Like he was on top of all the all the trends that only lasted a few months. Uh, but that's how Shab is. If you want to know something that isn't like, if you want to know anything that isn't going to be around very long, look what Shab is. If he's wearing a certain kind of fashion, certain kind of hat, certain kind of thing, you can guarantee it ain't going to be around very long because he's he jumps on every bandwagon, like, immediately. Well, like uh, a friend of mine said, Devin Costa on his uh, podcast, Lemon Party, he uh-huh. said, and it, they posted it in Chang's and it did really well. He's like, uh-huh. Shab stimulated the economy. There's kids living in their basement making documentaries about him, making $15,000 a month. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. It's funny when you see a guy that has 200 subscribers, has his video about Shab, and it's got 250,000 views. <laughs> That's what people tell me all the time. Like, dude, why don't you do a reaction video? I'm like, I just, I don't know, man. Like, it's not, I don't know. It's, yeah. um, uh, it's like, do I want to make a, I don't know if you guys remember the Seinfeld episode where the girl made her whole career just about how much Jerry Seinfeld sucked. Like, <laughs> she, she's a comedian and that's all she did is like trash Jerry Seinfeld, which actually was true if uh, you look back in reality because Seinfeld does suck real bad. But uh, <laughs> him as a person, I mean, I guess the show was all right, but I don't like him. Um, but, uh, his yeah, last special was trash. Like, I actually live with him. But like that one <laughs> this is so funny, dude. That time, so I'll, I'll never forget. I told the guy, like, I asked him. I he was. Uh, I was sitting out there, and I was like, "Dude, um, can I ask you a question? You're you're a professional comedian, right?" He goes, "Yeah." I said, "Do you understand how Larry the Cable Guy makes forty million dollars a year? Because that dude, it's not even really him. Like he's doing a character that's not funny. Let alone." Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I said, it's like like it's the unfunniest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like how dumb do you have to be to like that? And I said, and people eat it up. And I said, like I think all the time, 
Like when I just like when I see that P Diddy's a billionaire, like maybe he's smarter than me, but is he a billion dollars smarter than me? Like, or is it just me, you know? And the guy goes, I actually uh, live with him. I was his roommate for 12 years. Uh, he said, we're best friends. I was like, great. I'm glad I just brought it up. Cause I got to read with this guy for this audition for the show right after, you know? And then it turns out that guy couldn't read like literally. So I had trouble <laughs> reading and sitting there and like, uh, and then they had shop come in. I'm sure he had trouble reading right after. So they probably had a real uh, tough audition day with multiple people who can't read. <laughs> read. So. Yeah, I mean, the, people liking Larry the Cable Guy or Jeff Dunham, that almost scares me more than, like, the pandemic. Yeah. You know, or, like, COVID yeah. shit. Because it's like, what? Dude, it's, how? it's, I don't know. I, I wonder, and that's why I keep thinking, how have I not come up with a way to monetize? Like, all I had to do was make a shirt that said who farted and wear it and go out on stage and pretend like I'm a redneck <laughs> and make millions of dollars? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, uh, all you have to do is be on Joe Rogan's podcast 250 times and, uh, have him tell you to quit fighting. What's so funny is when Rogan saw, I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah. When Rogan saw his special being filmed or whatever, he was going to tell Shab not to release it. He was going to be like, dude, this is going to go bad. But he said, uh, he said to somebody, I don't know if it's an interview or if somebody told me this, but he said, he didn't have the heart to tell him, oh, you got to retire from fighting. And then, uh, you know, three or four years in his comedy, oh, you got to not release that special. <laughs> you know, whatever. He said he couldn't do it to him two times in a row, you know? So Rogan's just like firing him from life things. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what, that's why when you let other people make your life decisions, you can't, uh, can't really blame anybody but yourself. But, uh, life I, I told that's another thing. At the, at the time, I was mad when, uh, when Rogan, gave him the, uh, like pretty much told him he should quit fighting. I actually tweeted him on Twitter, even though I didn't like him and I said, I wouldn't take advice on my fighting career from someone who's never fought before, you know? And that's, I know Rogan and we're, I like him, but I, I was like, that was ridiculous. You shouldn't yeah. do that publicly if you're gonna confront him. And then later sure. on, I realized uh, Rogan said the reason he had to do it, that was the only way Shab was gonna listen. He had been telling him for years, like, oh, dude, you wow. need to give it up. Like I've been telling him like for at least 18 months, you need to, you're not, dude, you're not going to make it. You need to stop. You're going to get, you're getting brain damage. You're getting knocked out. You're not, you don't have what it takes, you know, like, and he said that was his last like attempt to get him to do it publicly, like an intervention, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, listen, you've been knocked out four of your last five fights, like viciously, like you got to stop. But then I understood why he did it. But uh, yeah, even when I sent Shab that he traded and say anything back to me, like didn't reply to the tweet. And I was like, okay, so you're not even going to, I'm throwing you a bone here trying to be like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, cause I thought it was kind of a dirty move by uh, Rogan at the time but uh yeah even then he wouldn't reply to me because i probably heard his feelings about his gucci boots or whatever so yeah 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 um so one other thing i saw in the ama you uh you wrote like a poem where did you come up did with I? that yeah you were like <laughs> roses are red. do you remember doing that you're like roses are uh, red violets are blue uh, or something like that yeah, probably was something like the Rose of Red Vibes or Blue Brennan Shop sucks or something like yeah, yeah. something similar to that. Yeah, like I don't know. It just uh I wish I could say I knew how I people always ask me like where I come up with the stuff because I used to have some pretty funny tweets before I got permanently banned from Twitter. But uh <laughs> you didn't usually when did that I, happen? Uh, oh man, I've been banned for at least a year or two. It was I think at least a year. It was uh during the pandemic stuff, um, I was trolling people on there and I would find real racist stuff that someone of another race had said about white people. Oh yeah. And I would, I would retweet it, but then I would comment on the retweet and I would say the same thing they said, but switch white with black and <laughs> switch whatever. And then I would get suspended, but they wouldn't, you know, or whatever. Oh, yeah, so yeah. It became like a game for me. Like I would be like, Hey, Twitter, I reported this. And you guys said it didn't violate the term of service. So I just want to take part in the same, uh, 
conversation and I would switch the words white and black and then I would get suspended again. So I just kept doing it thinking it was funny. And eventually they just said I was permanently banned um, from Twitter. And even since Elon Musk came off, I'm still permanently banned, which I only had like 10,000 followers. If I was like shop, I would have bought 900,000. Like <laughs> that's what cracks me up too. That dude's got a million followers on Twitter or whatever it is. And he gets four likes and three responses on a tweet. Like really dude, that's classic. It's almost like you're buying followers, you know, cause you get no interactions at all, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What about your, uh, your name on uh, Reddit? Get off these nuts. 5,000. Did that come from somewhere? Oh. No, yeah, I was uh, I was trying to come up with because I didn't understand how Reddit worked. My girlfriend at the time was trying to explain it to me, and I was like, I, I still don't get it. Like, I don't. If she would have told me it was like a chat room, I would have understood. Like, I thought it was uh, like Instagram or something. I thought people were posting oh, pictures. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, I don't get it, and it kept saying I needed a username to sign up. So I must have tried sixty variations of my name. You know what I mean, or whatever, and nothing. I couldn't huh. get anything. You know what I mean? Like, and right. I was like, even just Sean McCorkle's taken. Sean McCorkle one two three is taken. Like all these things. Huh. I tried everything that I would remember. And so then I was like, get off these nuts. And it's like, it was taken. I was like, holy shit. So like, <laughs> 5,000, you know what I mean? Like I was like, literally, but that was, yeah, probably literally probably my 30th attempt at getting a name that wasn't taken. Um, and then I realized how big red it must be if that many names are taken. But yeah, I was, uh, I don't know. I try to not use the same passwords. It gets really complicated anymore. Like uh, not use the same passwords uh, for stuff. And then having, you've got 60 accounts, you know what I mean? Between yeah. your you know, social media. And then, then I got an account on Reddit. I don't use the same password as I use for my Facebook because if somebody figures that out, then they can get on my Facebook. So it's like, uh, yeah, I have to reset my password like three times a week on everything. I have to keep going back. And right. my favorite part is when I'll put a password in, it says it's the wrong password. So I'll set to re- renew my password or re, you know, redo it. It'll send me through and I'll set my password is what I thought it was. And it's like, you can't use your current password to, um, as your new password. I'm like, I just tried the password. You said it wasn't it. You know what I mean? So it happened to me all <laughs> oh, the yeah, time. I hate that. I hate that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the deal is, but uh, yeah, that was just something I just made up. Just something I was trying to come up with something that nobody would have used. Mm. And then uh, I didn't even realize, like, I, I still don't really know how to use it. I'll see, I got notifications on there and I click on it. Then it just takes me to a page that isn't even the fighter and the kid page. So like, I'm doing something wrong. I don't know what. So yeah, uh, I just really, I haven't spent enough time on there. I usually just get on there to watch what people say. I'm not kidding you, man. I, there are some of the funniest people in the world on that page. Man. Some of the stuff they come up with, and the dedication is amazing. Like some of the videos they put on there, somebody will do a seven minute video, you know what I mean, of him. And I'm like, God, that it must have taken 30 hours you oh, know, to yeah. put together the yeah. stuff they do, you know? It's really impressive. Um, yeah. I mean, it's crazy that they do it. <laughs> None of us are well. It, it shows you how much, it shows you how much shop must suck to, to yeah, irritate yeah. people. Like everybody has something different that motivates them. You know, like some people fear a failure. Some people are motivated by, you know, they want, they want to disappoint their parents, but most of the cats I think are motivated by hatred of shop and his stupidity. <laughs> I think really what it is for most of them I've noticed is there's a lot of people, there's a lot of guys on there that would love to have, let's say maybe not a wife like shops, but a, a wife that supports, what you do, how she does blindly. And it's like, dude, why are you going to cheat on her? You know what I mean? Or whatever. She's yeah. out of your league anyway. You're half retarded or redacted. Sorry. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like you, you shouldn't even have a woman, let alone anything that you're going to cheat on her and go to these Asian massage parlors and like openly go give a girl your number. Right. And uh, I think that's the kind of stuff people, uh, people don't like about shop. I think that's what really irritates him is like, he cannot, cannot admit he's wrong ever. And just like that, like he no self-awareness saying things about uh, come on, Bubba, you're, you're saying you're, got a little throat thing going on. Like, dude, you have a lisp and 16 other things going on. I can't understand half the time. I can't understand what he says. It's like, I'm starting to wonder, like if I have CT trying to listen to him, like, you know, like it's like, uh, 
But he, you know, when he made fun of Nate Diaz, he actually lied about what happened with him and Nate Diaz. I'm sure you guys saw that whole thing yeah. after the Mayweather fight. But he lied about what was said, and he's like, "Yeah, I think he's sensitive because he has a lift." And I'm like, "Dude, <laughs> talking about the pot calling the kettle black, like yeah. you know, whatever." Well, I actually didn't see that, but that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, Nate Diaz called him a right. Yeah, he told me yeah, he was going to try to fight because he tried to say, "Nate Diaz, dude, if you met, if you met the Diaz brothers in person, they are the nicest dudes. You wouldn't oh, even cool. believe how nice and cool they are. They would never." start drama never start a fight and everything and it's always someone starting with them it really is like people starting with yeah. them are trying to talk shit but they are the nicest friendliest guys ever but yeah after the fight uh shab was like hey, i told you he was going to you know blah 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 and then they just, it's all over uh youtube if you look it up but nate yeah. diaz was like dude it's not he he didn't even win a right he said he didn't even try like mayweather wasn't trying he was carrying him until he was going to knock him out in the 10th you know and he said he just carried him a fight and then uh Shab was like saying something and it was like, oh yeah, well he, uh, Connor was lighting you up, you know, or something like that or whatever, like saying, start talking shit. And then yeah. Nate Diaz about to whip his ass and Nate would beat him in a fight at this point. So, um, Shab always talks about dusting, dusting off the old skillet, but, uh, he would be amazed <laughs> if he, uh, you know, he faked that he went and got his black belt for his son too. And stuff like that. Like he's such a liar, but, um, he's not a black belt. He can't even say who he's under, you know, right, uh, you don't get right, a black belt unless you train with the gi. He didn't train with the gi, you know, that's what people always ask me what my, my belt is. I said, I stopped training with the gi after the fifth time. So I don't know. I have no idea what belt I would be because those, uh, jujitsu instructors are all running a scam. They know if they teach you without a gi, they can only teach you for a couple of years and you'll know everything you need to know to fight. But yeah. if they teach you with a gi, they can teach you for 30 years, you know, because there's so many gi tricks, you know. So yeah. that's their business plan. But, uh, yeah, he's like I said, his whole he's a fake black belt, a fake comedian, fake super dad, fake everything, man. Like, he, <laughs> uh, fake comedian. He's he's something else. I hope he doesn't, like, kill himself one day. I wonder. I saw two fight each other one time in a real MMA match. <laughs> And uh, I was funny till one of them got hurt. And then I was like, oh, gosh, man. You know what I mean? Like one of them was actually hurt. Right. And they had that to make him off in a tiny stretcher. Um, no, yeah, but they. I um, hope there's no tragedy <laughs> at the end of this, you know? Yeah. I really do. Yeah, no, yeah, no. So I, if, if Shab killed himself or something, I would, I think all of us. <laughs> It's, not all of us necessarily. There are a few people that are ruthless on there. Yeah, but I think yeah, most yeah. of us would feel a little bit bad about it. You know, like it'd be like, yeah. dude, I hope we didn't push him to, uh, to doing that. But then again, think about everybody's feelings. He's hurt. You know, think about his wife's feelings when he cheats on her, you know? So, sure. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, think about, think about the guys, goes his, his, son goes to, his son goes to a jujitsu school and he talks about how fat and out of shape that the teachers are, the coaches are. I'm sure those coaches got told by somebody that watches Shab's show, by the way, uh, yeah. You know, you're teaching shops, kid. You somehow fat and out of shape you are. You know, like the guys in there teaching it. Like so, he, like I said, he's always hurting other people's feelings. He just he can dish it out, but can't take it. You know. Oh, for sure, he's in the most glass house there is for sure. 100%. Yeah. Well, Sean, uh, you know, we told you an hour, and we and we're honored that you came on. It's amazing. Oh, I it, yeah, we got to speak with the CEO of PF Chang. It's just awesome. Uh, you crushed it, obviously. So thanks so much for doing this. Is there anything uh, that you um, wanted to plug or anything? On the, no, I would. Uh, I would be trashing my uh, insurance agent if they hadn't covered that uh, <laughs> that accident and giving his personal address out and asking people his phone number and everything. It's uh, <laughs> we're crazy enough to let you do that. We would definitely let yeah, you do I had that. A, uh, I had a girl before that crossed me. Long story, but she basically made a made a fake Facebook page for the girl I was currently dating, and then started like emailing people or messaging people from my family from it. So oh. I put her work number on the underground forum and where she worked. And uh, <laughs> before I knew it, people had put Craigslist ads for like free massage 
massages just coming knock and had like weirdos showing up at her oh, door no. knocking on her Jeez. door. They had people coming to see her at her work. They had, she was getting a hundred phone calls a day. And then she was like, uh, cause I told her when she did it, I said, you better delete it. You got 20 minutes or I'm going to, cause she had sent messages to my mom, to my brother, all from this fake account from my new girlfriend, you know? And I knew it was her as long story, I just knew it was her. She was the only one that would do something like that. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, okay. So yeah, it's uh I don't know. I can be pretty vicious when crossed. So yeah, that's what I told my, uh, that insurance agent. Like I said, I've, I went to school with his kids. I've known him for 40 years. He's been my insurance agent for 30 years. And I told him, dude, this will be one of your biggest life regrets. If you don't cover this, I'm telling you right now, by the end, by the time it's done, you will, it'll be one of your top three life regrets, not covering this. I said, like, I won't stop like no matter what. And, uh, yeah, suddenly they decided to cover it. So, um, they, uh, found a way out, but they were legally responsible. But I told him I'll spend $50,000 for a lawyer. If it costs you 10,000 to defend it, you know what I mean? Like as long as it costs you personally money, I said, I, I won't. Cause it's, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was wrong what they were doing, you know, like it'd be different if it was my fault, but it's, uh, yeah. So normally I would, uh, I would do that. Uh, I used to always thank myself for all my hard work and dedication because I'd say without me, none of this would be possible. <laughs> but then uh, Chael Sonnen stole that line. So, uh, yeah, dude, yeah. I, if I ever get in anything, I'm going to be I won't actually do this, but I'm going to be like, listen, I'll call Sean and I'll have him do. What right. He does yeah, that's what I mean. start the, <laughs> you're start you're going to deal with Sean McCorkle. Okay? He's going to give your address out and over the dude. <laughs> he's really only cares if it hurts you. So, right. Yeah. No, that's what it's. I always tell people don't ever <laughs> underestimate the amount of time I have on my hands. So, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I have nothing dude. going on ever but to get even. I'm kind of like uh, Terry Silver in Karate Kid 3. You know, like it's uh, he's come back and been popular on Cobra Kai, but right. I was a fan of his for years. I was like, this dude is a billionaire and he's getting even with a 17 year old karate student. Like, that is so <laughs> awesome. Like, he spends all day plotting how to get even with this kid. Right. And it was basically. The best is he's like threatening Miyagi, like I'm going to open Cobra Kai um, locations all over the valley, and I might even teach for free. But like, <laughs> how is that? Hurt? How is that going to hurt Miyagi? He doesn't even have any students or a school. Like it's not like, <laughs> well, you're like okay, have luck, good luck with your business. You know what I mean, or whatever. Like, right. what does that do? You know, what does that do to me? But it's uh, yeah, Terry Silver is one of my all time heroes, like one of my idols. Him and Brad Wesley from Roadhouse. Brad Wesley was awesome, and the uh, the bad guy in that who. Okay. Had a group of the yeah the, the ultimate villain and that it was so awesome he would like try to hit Patrick Swayze head on like going down the road for no reason just the stuff <laughs> Roadhouse I'm talking you get a chance to watch it and you haven't seen it in a while you got to watch it. it's amazing so yeah I know that movie I I haven't checked it out yet I'm redacted but I do really want to see it I like the idea of, he's it's the amazing. bouncer right he's like the bouncer yeah, yeah. oh he, dude he's a bouncer and there's this guy that runs the town who's the I guess he would be a mafia guy, I guess, like a, you know, Godfather, I guess, but he has a bunch of the, the most ridiculous bad guys working for him and they do. It's just, it's, it's too good to be true, man. It's like, oh, it's so funny. It is so, but it's supposed to be serious. Like there, there, everything in it, it's supposed to be dead serious, you know, but it, uh, but it, uh, that's what makes it so funny. You know, the fact that it's, uh, supposed to be serious, but it's definitely, I, I literally have probably seen it. I bet I've seen it a hundred times now. I watch it every single time it's on, like from beginning to finish because nice. it's, uh, you always notice something new. It's kind of like the exact opposite of Brendan Chubb's comedy. <laughs> like you can watch it a thousand times and never find anything new or funny in it. <laughs> so the opposite of Roadhouse. So. Seven times a week. Right? Yeah. You can watch it seven <laughs> times a week. Oh, man. All right. Well, Sean, thanks so much, man. Um, thanks, guys. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you, man. It's, you. it's a pleasure meeting yeah. you, man. Yeah. All right, I'll see you guys on the on the subreddit. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, we'll, yeah. We'll be at Chang's. Maybe uh, on the smoke break, we'll hang out on smoke break. <laughs> All right. See you, man. Thanks. Yeah. All right, that's it. Thanks for tuning in. I want to thank Sean one more time. I mean, you're the whole reason the Friars are able to run it all. So, tune in next week. Bye.